Welcome to Expositional Excerpts. I'm your host, Matthew Pilch. I pastor Grace Fellowship Baptist Church in Port St. Lucie, Florida. Let's dive into the Word. In today's episode, we will be looking at Ephesians 5.23, picking up this discussion of Paul with the idea that marriage relationships must reflect God's purpose in every aspect, we're just beginning to delve into this first point that a wife's role in marriage really is to picture the order of creation. And that's seen in verses 22 to 24. In our last episode, we just looked at verse 22 and saw that the wife places herself under her husband because that's where God has placed her. Really has to do with creation order. God has placed her there. But now in verse 23, we see today that the marriage hierarchy pictures Christ in the church. Paul writes, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. The marriage hierarchy pictures Christ in the church. I've tried to tell people this over the years as a pastor who has uh, done some premarital counseling and tried to do some marital counseling post-marriage as well, that that marriage really is beyond just the two people. And I think that that's where the world begins to really go askance from the church is when they lose sight of what marriage is really about. Marriage transcends the two individuals. Marriage is always to be a picture. There is always to be a continual and ongoing picture of the gospel in the world around us. I mean, not only is there general revelation that tells us about the existence of God, but every time we see a marriage and we're wondering how that happened and how that all came together, we're not only supposed to recognize that God is the one who instituted marriage, but that marriage actually pictures the relationship that he wants with, with, with people and specifically that Christ wants to have with the church. And so the marriage hierarchy pictures Christ in the church. Verse 23, it's spelled out. And, and, and Paul says it just very clear language here. So there's no mincing words. The husband is the head of the wife. There's not as much detail given here as in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 2 to 12, which is a whole section on head coverings, why the wife must have her head covered. But elsewhere, Paul articulates that this goes back to the order of creation. Last episode, we referenced 1 Timothy 2, verses 11 to 14. And in that section, Paul says this to Timothy, Let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness. I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. There are two sides to this. Remember, we are saying that this really, this hierarchy is spelled out. The husband is the head of the wife. Here's the first side. Not all husbands want to accept this responsibility, but that's not their choice. Uh, Believe it or not, not every man in a marriage wants to be the head of that household and the head of the wife. Uh, But that, again, is not their choice. Just as there are plenty of women who do not want to submit to their husbands, That's not their choice either. 
We're talking about the order of creation. So then naturally the other side is that not all wives want to yield and voluntarily place themselves under their husbands. But again, as we just said, it's not their choice. All relationships have a give and take. Galatians 3.28 says, There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. As image bearers, we are all equals at the foot of the cross. So don't get confused here. We're not talking about our standing before God. It has nothing to do with that. But what we're talking about is living a life of faith in the roles that he has given us. We're talking about a specific relationship. So it's spelled out. The husband is the head of the wife, but not only is the husband the head of the wife, but there is a parallel drawn even as Christ is the head of the church. So then we get to see this, that the church is Christ's body and that Christ is the savior of the church, which he says to us explicitly in verse 23. And that is very instructive to us because if the marriage hierarchy pictures Christ in the church, now he's drawing a direct connection between his statement of order and hierarchy and what Christ is. We, I don't think anybody would deny, hopefully, anyone who's orthodox at least, that Christ is the head of the church. But when he gives this command to wives, and eventually he's going to speak to the husbands and have a lot actually more to say to them than even than he says to the wives, when he says this, he says, listen, here's the point. Christ is the head of the church. No one would deny that. And so really put yourself in that position, whether you're male or female, if you're a part of the church, he is your head and you submit to him because that's the order of things. And so that's what he's saying. Marriage pictures that. And just as Christ is the head of the church and the church is his body and he is its savior, so the husband is the head of the wife. So the marriage hierarchy pictures Christ in the church. That's verse 23. But then we move on to verse 24, and we see this, that the wife must remember the bigger picture of why she does this. Why would a woman want to do that? Well, I'm not saying that she wants to, but the reason that she does do it is because it's commanded. Listen, we are often commanded to do things in Scripture that we don't like to do. We're told by people who have authority over us to do things that we don't necessarily like to do. Sometimes in our jobs, sometimes if you're a child in a family situation, your parents may tell you to do something and you don't want to do it, but that's not, that's not a reason to not do it because you have to remember the bigger picture. So why does a woman, why does a wife submit herself to her own husband? Verse 24, now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit and everything to their husbands. We've already made the statement and drawn the necessary conclusion that we don't deny that Christ is the head of the church, and therefore, whether you're a man or a woman, or even a child, and you're in the church because you're saved by the glorious gospel and what Christ has accomplished at the cross of Calvary, he now has the rightful authority. He is over you in the order of the church. And so the bigger picture here of why she does this is because that marriage is supposed to picture Christ's relationship to his church, every marriage in the planet. And really, I, I mean that, whether, whether those people are Christian or not, if you have two people, a male and a female, that are married and they are in a Hindu culture, 
that marriage, whether they even acknowledge it or not, is picturing Christ and the church. That's what it's supposed to picture. That's why there is an example all around us, even outside of Scripture, of what God has intended within his creation. There's a controversial figure by the name of Jory Micah, self-billed as an advocate, writer, preacher, intersectional feminist with the hashtag breaking the glass steeple hashtag, right? She slams the biblical portrait of marriage and relationships as old-fashioned and patriarchal and recoils at the idea of submission. But the point of these relationships being ordered the way that they are has nothing to do with who can do a certain task better and everything to do with reflecting the glory of God. So do we follow somebody who's controversial, at least in Christian circles, probably lauded by the unsaved world and lauded by the liberal, uh, theologically liberal church? Somebody like Jory Micah, who totally goes against all of these things and slams these ideas. We don't follow her because it has nothing to do with what her particular skill set is or what a man's particular skill set is or anything, and it has everything to do with reflecting glory to God. So then the real question is, is what do I want to do with my, my life? This gets back to a discussion that I'm sure we've had at some point in our lives, which revolves around that very famous question that everybody has memorized virtually within the Westminster Shorter Catechism. The very first question in the Shorter Catechism is this, what's the chief end of man? Why am I here? What's my purpose on life? Well, the chief end of man, according to that catechism, it was written back in the 1600s, is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. So the whole purpose of my existence is to bring glory to God. And if God says, do something, and in doing this, you will bring me glory, then I do that because I want to glorify God. I don't argue with him and say, God, I think I know a better way. I don't like your way. I disagree with your way. It's, yes, Lord, I will do that in faith. And I'm struggling with it. I may be struggling with it. So please increase my faith. Help me to do this a little bit better for your honor and glory. And the point is this. The Lord actually wants us to be thinking of him all the time, not just on Sundays or at mealtimes, right? All the time. Psalm 19, one to three, the heavens declare the glory of God. The sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech. Night to night reveals knowledge. There's no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. This text in Psalm 19 gives us a little insight into the ongoing aspect of natural theology with marriage, just like with natural theology. We are supposed to be constantly reminded that the wife is picturing the church submitting to Christ. So if I can speak to the ladies, if you are a woman and you're struggling in your marriage, your your role, and, and, and I get that there's a lot of, there's a lot of sp- specifics and there's a lot of what ifs and what about this scenario and what about these circumstances and sometimes those things have to be weighed carefully and and with counsel but the fact of the matter is your overall posture and attitude should be i am willing to place myself in a certain order because god has placed that order not only in creation with marriage, but also in the church. And he's given us the example of Christ in the church. And the thing I want most of all in my life is to bring glory to God 
And if God says the way that I can glorify him most is by submitting myself and placing myself in this particular role, because this is where God has placed me in creation, because God makes no mistakes and he created me and his creation of me was no mistake at all. And his bringing together of me with my, my spouse, my husband, again, I'm speaking to the ladies, was not a mistake. Then you are going to choose to do that because you know that you are constantly picturing the church submitting to Christ. So I would say this, the problem with the Jory Micahs of the world is that they would not even advocate that the church submit to Christ. That's the problem with leftist theological teachers like that who have rejected the authority and inerrancy of Scripture, who have rejected God's order in creation and in marriage and the authority structure of the church they would reject the church submitting even to Christ. So let me encourage you, step out on faith and do what God has called you to do. As a wife, remember the bigger picture of why you do this. Now, husbands, this is for you to understand. (laughs) This is for you to meditate on and to reflect and to think quietly on, because this is not your role to encourage your wife to do this. This is what she needs to do of her own volition because she wants to honor the Lord. Unless you think that we're going to stop right there, I think you know it's coming. We're going to end this episode there, but we're going to see that God has something to say to the husbands with regard to their role in marriage as well. And it's pretty deep and it cuts right to the core because God knows our nature as well. And we have a huge responsibility And so we want to do all to the glory of God, whether you are a man, a husband in a marriage, or you are a wife in a marriage, we need to occupy the role that God has placed us in, in a way that best brings him glory. So we'll end our episode there and we'll pick it up in verse 25 next time. This has been another podcast of expositional excerpts with Pastor Matthew Pilch. If you'd like more information, please visit our church website, at gfbc.net.